to Real Estate Team Builders, Lars Hedenborg here, the founder of Real Estate B-School. And this is part four in a four-part series. Uh, we covered three episodes back, part one, just like what's going to happen in real estate and, and the, a shift in interest rates and supply and demand and like, will the shortage of inventory temper, you know, uh, some of the economic turmoil that we're going through that I think is going to get increasingly worse. Uh, that was episode one, sort of set the stage, you know, two, two schools of thinking there. Uh, one is that shit is going to hit the fan in a bad way in the real estate market. The other is like, we have no inventory. If three quarters of the buyers sat on the sidelines, and even though rates are double, we're still going to sell a lot of real estate. So I'm a little bit torn 50-50 on what might happen there. Um, but uh, part two, we covered, like, you still need to be ready. Your business needs to be ready. Uh, and prepared for uh, any shift. Real estate is cyclical, um, meaning like it's just proven over time, it goes up and it goes down. You know, I got into real estate in 2007, left a cozy uh, six-figure, multiple six-figure corporate job uh, to get into real estate. Everyone thought I was crazy. Uh, and months after I got into real estate, you know, in other parts of the country, looking back, there were indications of a shift. I mean, significant indications of a shift. 2006, West Coast, everything was hitting the fan. I wasn't plugged in. I didn't know. I left my corporate job. And three months afterwards, inventory in Charlotte, North Carolina went straight through the roof. Our roster of real estate agents locally went from 15,000 when I came into real estate to three years later, we were at 5,000 agents in, in, in the Charlotte market. And so you've got to be right in your business. So that was part two. Go back and listen to it. Part three was you know, just being personally ready to do whatever you need to do for any situation that arises in business or in your family and just like how to take care of your physical body and, and come to challenges with a level of, it, uh, you know, preparedness, uh, physical vitality and, and, and not only physical strength, but a mental fortitude that uh, you will be the, the common storm when shit hits the fan. And, and shit is about the, the, the dirtiest cuss word, I will say. Uh, and, and this episode, the, the title is like, what to do if shit really hits the fan. And I think for the title, you know, we're gonna have to think of something, how to say that word without saying that word. Um, but, but I say it that way because whether or not it happens is, is almost irrelevant. Your ability to prepare for it without spiraling out of control mentally and going into a hole and not getting out of the bed in the morning because you're so um, worried about what might happen in the future, we still need to, to prepare for it and, and be ready you know, in our businesses to, to, to make sure we're getting enough sleep and we're fueling our bodies properly, um, but also just to understand what might be going on and why might it all hit the fan. And, and so that's the conversation I wanted to ha have today. And there's a, a footnote on this or a warning on this, or, you know, I'm, I'm not the alarmist guy. I'm not the conspiracy theorist. Um, I generally have had success in business and personal success by determining, you know, where I wanted to be in the future and coming up with a plan to get me from where I am today to where I want to go, whether it's in my business or, you know, multiple businesses or in my marriage or my relationship with my kids or my physical body or my relationship with my creator. Um, I just kind of see where I am today, and where I want to be in the future, and I just get to work on it. And, and that included for 
for a long time, eliminating all distractions um, around social media and the 24-hour news cycle and, and all of that. And so my warning is that some of this, I did it for a little bit of time here recently where I kind of spun out on some things um, that didn't really ultimately serve me. Um, but I, I have settled on a few resources that keep me in the know because I think some bigger things are going on than most everyone realizes. And it's true of most uh, real estate agents. I went on a, a mastermind uh, this uh, this past week, about six agents, high level agents. Um, I mean, one guy's closed like 110 million in the first quarter, like high level. And I went into this conversation, but I only had 30 minutes. So essentially, I took a, my four part podcast series and I shoved it into 30 minutes and everyone's eyes glazed over until I talked about crypto. So I will get into crypto and what I've learned uh, about that space and why I'm super passionate about um, DeFi, which is decentralized finance and um, some income generating opportunities that I've figured out. So I'll get to that here in uh, later in, in the episode. So my journey in real estate, like I said, was I got into it when, when things were really hairy and um, in that I learned as all the agents were getting out, I did learn that, you know, if you, if you get up every day with intention and you have a clear plan and you're willing to do the work, it may take double, triple, quadruple the work required, but I didn't know any better because I got into to real estate and the market hit the fan. So, but it was a bad time and it was triggered by the mortgage crisis. We don't have that going on right now. Although interest rates have doubled, affordability is, you know, um, at an all-time high or low, depending on how you look at it, back to you know 2005, 2006 levels. So that should tell you something, right? And we will see to a certain extent. The only thing that might temper it is, temper it is the fact that we have low inventory. But bigger than than all of this, I spent some time with Tony Robbins. Um, uh, like I went to uh, Life and Wealth Mastery in in Fiji. Um, and this was back in probably, I don't remember the exact year, but probably two or three years into my real estate journey. So maybe 2009, 2010. So, so it had already hit the fan economically. Our country was in turmoil. I mean, in our market, I think we hit like 25, 30% uh, foreclosures and distress sales. So short sales and foreclosures. But he, he spoke about like in general that, you know, that economies and um, sort of the, the, the powers in the world. So on a global perspective, just because we haven't seen it in our lifetime doesn't mean it won't happen. And uh, not at the time, but I was eventually turned on to a book called Fourth Turning recently, which was written, written in 1997, which Tony probably had already you know, read 10 years earlier, which just talks about the, you know, these 80 to 100 year cycles. And we're in the midst of, and it predicts with freakish accuracy from 1997 to 2007, it essentially predicted uh, 10 to 30 years from when the book was written, all of this stuff is going to go down. And so we're sort of 25 years past when that book was written. And it just lays out a lot of things that are actually happening. And uh, and that's politics aside. I mean, you could probably figure out my politics uh, if, if uh, you know, if you can catch a vibe of, of uh, but it's not even political. It's just th th there are things that are going on which you couldn't have fathomed 
uh, in, in the U.S. in terms of our freedoms. And I don't care what you believe, you should be able to say it. And some of the freedoms that are being taken away from folks that have the ability to do it, and they just don't like what the other folks are saying. It's it's unbelievable. And so the, the warnings that Tony uh, said back then, you know, as the government was doing the bailouts and printing money and and saying that like this level of deficit spending and, and the printing of money is it's just not sustainable. If the US was a business, it would be bankrupt. Like it, it's just not run in any sort of fiscal responsible way. And again, you you I don't care what you think politically, but when you look at what's happening in our country right now, the, the way that we're throwing around money, it's just not sustainable. It doesn't matter what you think of where the money's going or if you think it's a good use of money, we don't have the money. Inflation is driven by an oversupply of money. Cash is trash, right? It used to be cash is king. Right now, I think cash is trash. And so you have to really contemplate and I'll get into some of what I, what I say, uh, what I mean about that. Um, but at the time when we were coming out of the, the great recession that was driven by, by housing, Tony uh, talked a lot about you know, physical assets, silver. Um, he talked a lot about physical silver uh, as a hedge against inflation and as a place to store wealth and whole life insurance. They're both super boring. I didn't take him up on the offer to, to go, not the offer, he wasn't selling it, um, but I did go pretty deep on whole life insurance. And so I, it's people, most people think you're crazy. If you search whole life insurance, there's a whole bunch of uh, a philosophy out there that it's just a monumental waste of time. Just get term policy and then invest. Anyway, I, I studied it for, for years. I think I studied it for four years before I jumped in, but I went whole, wholly into it. Um, and essentially, it, you become the bank of you. And so that's one thing I, I've learned, which I still um, I still subscribe to. And I've also now currently invested in physical silver. And I'll get a little bit into that. Um, so, so you take, you know, we, we came out of that, uh, that sort of um, great recession. That really kind of worked its way through our market in 2011 and 12. And so we're, we're on a 10-year run at this point in terms of real estate uh, and just the economy being strong. And, you know, now we're just in a, in, a, in a position where there's lots of craziness going on in the United States. Um, and, and globally, there's just a lot of unrest. And, you know, even as early as like, I think this was like four or five months ago, uh, the, there was a, an oil pipeline that runs along the eastern part of the U.S. that uh, was hacked, like literally hacked. I don't know who hacked it. It doesn't really matter. But everyone instantly went to all the gas stations and everywhere in Charlotte, all the gas was instantly put into vehicles and there was no gas anywhere for three days. So uh, like a, an actual disruption in, in our energy su supply chain. And then you, 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 you sort of think of, you know, if, if you're in the know at all in terms of what's going on with our food supply, and um, we have something on the near-term horizon, which we've never seen globally. You know, it, part of it is just, you know, Ukraine and, and you know, and Russia and, and sort of that conflict. But then there's just other things which you really can't explain. And, and again, conspiracy theory aside, we're, we're going to go through some stuff in terms of food supply. And 
And, and it's just a time where you can't really say, could that happen? Is it likely that, you know, the grid will go out in my house and, you know, I won't have viable drinking water and, you know, that, you know, people storm my house and I need to protect myself with a gun. It's not likely. It's actually a pretty small chance that, that those things will happen. But is it possible? Like you, you actually can't be at least a little bit in the know what's going on in the world and think that it's not possible. So my, I'll end this here and I'm going to kind of land this thing with like what I've done to be ready for, uh, for whatever happens. And it's giving me a level of uh, peace. Um, I already had a strong faith before any of this. So I think if Jesus comes back, I actually think he's coming back soon. And I have a strong faith. So there's, I don't fear any of what's going on right now. I think God has a specific plan for me while I'm here to, to love and look toward him. And then just to love on others, regardless of what they believe and to be prepared for whatever happens. So I mentioned the book, Fourth Turning. I think it's something you need to read. I don't care what you believe. You need to read it and just understand it, that what's happening now, it, it's it's a cyclical um it's cyclical and predictable and it's to be expected. And there's one other thing I want you to, to, to go um, consume. It's Ray Dalio. So go to YouTube and type in R-A-Y, last name Dalio, D-A-L-I-O, and it'll probably come up changing world order. And so he wrote a book that on Audible, I think it's 16 hours long. Um, it, essentially, it's it's how to navigate the changing world order. There are, I think, 18 um, sort of dials that they look at uh, for um, every country or, yeah, essentially every country. And, you know, over time, essentially, I think it's like every hundred years or so, you know, the Roman Empire fell to, fell to the French, fell to the British, fell to the, you know, United States, and now United States is it's clearly on a decline, whether you like it or not. The indicators like education and technology and, and production and, you know, all of those indicators um, are that it, it's just in the decline. We were in a rapid rise, you know, coming out of probably World War One, two, maybe. Um, and it's like an 80 year cycle. And so now we're just on a definitive decline and China is just doing their thing. And uh, so it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It just is what it is. But he does an awesome job explaining it. So fourth turning, uh, Ray Dalio, Changing World Order. And then there's another guy that I got um, introduced to from um, a productivity expert that I follow. So Craig Ballantyne. So C-R-A-I-G, Ballantyne with a B. Uh, turned me on to a guy called Mike Dillard. Um, and now that I've gotten to know Mike, I'm, I'm in a program that, that he... Uh, puts out, which is richereveryday.com. Um, I think I paid like five grand to get into it. And I think he's reduced it since to 1500. His passion now is to sort of help equip uh, mostly business owners, it seems, help equip business owner, owners um, to sort of deal with, you know, some of the just what's going on and how things are changing. And so what I learned from Mike and, and Mike Dillard and Craig Ballantyne, it was on Craig Ballantyne's podcast, did an interview. Um, Apocalypse was in the title. And I don't know how it came into my feed because I wasn't searching for anything related to this. Um, but I do follow Craig Ballantyne. So it was probably probably related to that. And Mike Dillard, who's built, you know, several eight-figure plus businesses, um, 
talks about like what he's doing to prepare for what, what, what might come, whatever it is. He lived in center city, Austin, sort of moved and he's doing a ranch and the whole homesteading thing and, you know, heavy into crypto and cash flowing from crypto and decentralized finance with finance, which is DeFi and, you know, just a whole bunch of things, which opened my mind to like, not only when you really sort of stair step this thing and consider, okay, so let's say, let's say that, you know, there is going to be a changing world order. And let's say that, you know, um, th these different sort of um, turn, you know, the fourth turning, let's say that, that that is a real thing. And let's say that there, you know, when you spend some time looking at those resources, let's say you believe that there could be significant unrest, you know, in the U.S. that could cause some things to go sideways for a period of time. That's what, that's what I, I feel I'm, I'm hopeful it doesn't happen. So the worst case is that I, I'm, I'm now able to sustain, you know, from food, water, and energy for years without anyone supplying me any of it. So didn't cost that much money to, to, to do it. And you don't have to go into a complete level of sustainability like, like I was able to do. Um, you just need to think about like, what if I had the ability to, to prepare and I didn't? And so Mike Dillard in this interview with Craig Ballantyne just like went through like step by step what he's done to prepare for, you know, things going a little crazy. And he's like, I hope they don't, you know, I hope I'm totally wrong. And, um, but what if they do, you know, what if there's a, a two to three year period or more where things are a little bit crazy, would you have regretted not preparing to sustain and support your family if things go sideways. And so in all of that, and now being in, in Mike's program, uh, Richer Every Day, and this is not an affiliate uh, deal uh, at all. He doesn't have anything like that. Um, I've learned about, you know, now I have like, I hold crypto, but I'm able to, you know, use a program called BitScap to generate cash flow. I'm looking at my BitScap board uh, over here. Um, you know, I've generated like, over $50,000 of uh, stable coin cash flow uh, in the first four months of this year, which is pretty cool. Um, learning about decentralized finance, which I think is going to be the most disruptive. If you're not following crypto at all, Bitcoin or Ethereum, those are like the, the um, digital gold and silver of our time. Um, and I'm only like a year into this or not even in terms of uh, understanding what's going on with the blockchain and how, you know, there are, um, DAOs, they call them, decentralized autonomous organizations being built on the blockchain. Uh, there's uh, a project called UST, which is uh, Terra. It's a stable coin that essentially has the ability to take out retail banks 100%. Of course, retail banks aren't going to go down without a fight and governments aren't necessarily going to be happy about it. And there's going to be lots of politicking and, uh, um, you know, advocating and all of the stuff that goes on in DC as, as, as it relates to that. But that you could actually buy uh, uh, Terra coin, so UST, and put it on a decentralized platform and earn 19% uh, interest. And it has billions and billions and billions of dollars are already in it. It's the biggest opportunity that I see in the crypto space right now is, is decentralized finance, which is called DeFi. So I knew nothing about any of this 
like six months ago. So I'm not coming at you like an expert and I'm risking quite a bit because I'm pretty level-headed. I'm not very emotional. I'm certainly not a conspiracy theorist. I've never shared any political opinion whatsoever. There's just enough stuff going on right now. And when I talk about this stuff, people's eyes glaze over. They don't want to believe it's true. They don't want to spend any time thinking about it or preparing for what might be. So there are just some simple things you can do in terms of making sure you can filter water, right? So you can, it's not hard to find a water source if, if things went, went, you know, sideways with our water supply, um, but also food, right? There's, there's going to be a food issue. Um, there are like 20 food processing plants in the first four months of this year in the U.S. that have had explosions in them. Nobody really knows why, but it's there was only 12 last year, which was up from like seven the year before. And so there's like, that could be a conspiracy theory pretty easily. Like who would want to take out the, the food supply? I don't know. It's a, some of it doesn't make sense. And that's where I kind of cut it off and I just say, okay, I'm ready no matter what happens. Energy. Right. Are you able to power, you know, a a fridge or um, a freezer with protein, um, you know, in the event or power small electronics or keep part of your house going? Um, I'm installing a not completely off the grid solar system on my house because I'm a pretty big house. Um, but we're in the process of putting that system in place where we can probably run on half power sustainably for a long, long time. I also bought um the company's called Jackery and they have uh, solar powered generators. And I bought three sizes of these generators. Eventually they're gonna, they're, they're not gonna be uh, around. The, the Having a whole house generator run on gas probably doesn't solve many issues, but then also having protection. You know, if, if things hit the fan, I used to be afraid of guns. Uh, it's our second amendment, right? You know, our, our first is the freedom of speech, which seems to be going away. Um, and so again, the, you know, it's hard to do any of this with a politics aside anymore. Um, but the Second Amendment right is to bear arms. And there's a lot of people that don't want that to be uh, one of our rights. And so I am a gun owner at this point, and I do know how to use a, a gun. If it came down to it and I needed to protect my family, I want to be in a position where I could do so. And so this is this is really challenging me for me to put out there because I'm like the straight laced guy that talks about business all the time and you know I love God and I love my family and like I figured out leverage and like always keep it business but I just think for for the listeners that uh, I have um, I want you guys to be prepared or at least be willing to engage in the thought process around what happens if it all hits the fan and so I just want you guys to be ready if you have any questions about any of this, just email me at Lars at Real Estate B-School. I can send you, I mean, I pretty much, I gave you kind of the, the things to get you started and then you just decide which direction you take this. Um, but if you want to explore like in your real estate business, if you're not in an environment now where someone is like in your world, directly impacting your ability to grow and scale your real estate business, but to do it in a way where you actually have something to show for it financially, you're building real wealth, and you're actually systematically not only increasing your net worth, but your time off 
from your real estate business and you're not building out residual income or you're not getting stock in your, your business, you're not getting healthcare, there's no usable technology in your current brokerage, go to partnerwithrebs.com, partnerwithrebs.com. And I'm happy. There are resources there where you can sort of check out what I'm building and how you can be a part of it. And I'd be thrilled to get on a call with you to talk about prepping for it all hitting the fan or your real estate business, what you know, what your challenges are, what's working well, what's holding you back, where do you want to be in the future? Uh, we could talk about all of it. So go to partnerwithrebs.com and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Be well, God bless you and uh, only love and respect for all of you. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.